Our scripture this morning is from the book of Jeremiah, uh, the first chapter, verses 4 through 10. Before I created you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I made you a prophet to the nations. Ah, Lord God, I said, I don't know how to speak because I'm only a child. The Lord responded, don't say I'm only a child. Where I send you, you must go. What I tell you, you must say. Don't be afraid of them because I am with you to rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord stretched out his hand, touched my mouth and said to me, I'm putting my words in your mouth. This very day I appoint you over nations and empires to dig up and pull down, to destroy and demolish, to build and plant. For the word of God in scripture, for the more word of God among us, for the God, word of God within us, thanks be to God. Good morning. Good morning. It's wonderful to be back here. And it's so neat to see you all here and people on Zoom. That's so cool. It's so fancy what Valley has, what you all have come up with. Um, also, the office looks amazing, Catherine. Uh, <laughs> so uh, my name is Ashley. I actually grew up across the street, Noelle and I, across the street. And, uh, Grew up here, part of the youth group and the theater. Then I worked here for 10 years as the youth director. During that time, there was this show called Persephone at the theater. Um, and I met this gentleman in that production. So Kevin and Noel, this is your fault. And, um, or thank you so much, best thing ever. And uh, yeah, so we met in the theater and then decided separately and then together to go to seminary got married, and now we have a child, <laughs> as of two months ago. <laughs> so again, it is, it's so wonderful to be here. The last time we were here was 2019, uh, 13 days before we got married, and we got to celebrate with all of you, um, and a lot has certainly changed since then. That's right. In January of 2020, I received my first unordained job as a pastor of a church in um, Daly City called Broadmoor Presbyterian Church. I was there finishing up my ordination requirements, and then a few weeks later, after I got this job, we made the biggest decision of our life, and we got a dog. <laughs> um, it was a perfect Craigslist puppy that we named Topa. Topa is the name of our dog. Uh, and of course, we named her after one of our favorite breweries. After eight months of searching, I started a job on March 16th, 2020, which was a bit of a day because the shelter in place started that very day. And um, it was quite an interesting time to start an events management position. Yeah, as the Bay Area sheltered in place, we quickly put our marriage to the test by living, working, eating, and sleeping in a, a 600, 600 square foot, foot apartment. apartment. 
Thank God for Topa. Amen. Like many of you throughout the pandemic, we experienced isolation, depression, and broken hearts. Time began to stop as days turned into weeks, weeks into months, months into what felt like and still sometimes feels like eternity. We got vaccinated and cautiously began seeing family and friends taking many vacations and leaving our 600 square foot apartments. I began to return to hospitals with the medical clown projects. I began to do the job I was actually hired for. We took multiple negative COVID tests. And I took a positive pregnancy test. And in the last four months, we have moved apartments. Ashley gave birth, and I start my first ordained call on Tuesday. Yeah. Do it all at the same time. All the life stressors in four months. So please pray for and with me. <laughs> God, may the words of our mouths and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock, our refuge, and our redeemer. Amen. As many of you might know, churches and pastors follow the lectionary. It's uh, assigned-ish uh, readings for each week. There's usually something from the Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, epistles. Uh, so we were looking at the lectionary, deciding on what we would preach on. And the New Testament reading comes from Luke. And it's when Jesus, it's the first time Jesus returns to his home synagogue. He returns home. Um, and so we're like, oh, that sounds great. And maybe you remember how the story goes. He returns home. Maybe he grew up across the street from the synagogue. Um, and he finally gets to reconnect with his family and friends. And then after, you know, some conversation, a little sermonizing, they want to throw Jesus off a cliff. And so we thought to be safe. And since Portola Valley is not really known for its cliffs, and you guys aren't going to get any ideas, um, we'll go with the Old Testament reading. So we went with Jeremiah. I'm fairly familiar with this Jeremiah text. Perhaps you are as well. It's God's call and commission to Jeremiah to be a prophet to God's people. You see, before Jeremiah begins his mission, he is set apart and ordained by God. Jeremiah is not self-appointed, rather God is who appoints him. God is who fashions him and puts him on his task to pluck and to pull down, to destroy and to overflow, overthrow, to build and to plant. The text offers us a very specific call for Jeremiah. God tells Jeremiah that God knew him before he was formed in the womb. And before Jeremiah was born, God set him apart and ordained him for this task. I have to admit, as I begin my first ordained call as pastor at St. Luke Presbyterian Church in San Rafael, I wish I had an experience like Jeremiah. I wish I could say that I heard the voice of God say to me, Andrew. Before you were a twinkle in anyone's eye, I had in mind for you to attend seminary, graduate with class clown honors, and serve a church in the Redwoods Presbytery. 
but that didn't happen. So what can this story offer us if we don't hear God's voice speak to us? I have to admit that I am a father now. That's still weird to say, father. Does that ever get anybody out there? Does that ever get, do you ever get used to hearing that, being a father? <laughs> Any dads out there? Some of you are going, nope, it's always weird, Andrew. It's gonna forever be weird. Wait till they're <laughs> teenagers, then it gets really weird. <laughs> And so many of these biblical narratives are taking on new meaning for me, which happened again with this text. You see, God says, before the womb, I knew you, before you were born. In other words, while you were in the womb, I knew you. I set you apart. You see, God does the forming of Jeremiah before the womb and while he is in the womb, which is why I think it's just another example of God is a woman. This mothering God is not one who is far off, but one who is deeply connected with Jeremiah and each one of our physical being. It's a God who forms us in the womb, one who knows us deeply, and I am not going to try and claim that I know what this is like. Rather, something that seminary has taught me as a straight white male is it's important sometimes to sit down and listen to people who know better than you, especially when it comes to things like growing, knowing, and forming something in the womb. Yeah. To form something in your womb is wild. It's mind-boggling. Um, I'm still, it's happened and it's still something I can't fully conceptualize. And um, to go along with this theme of knowing, I feel like I know Maisie. I know her so completely and intangibly. And it's just this incredible experience that it's so hard to put to words. Uh, even before I became pregnant, I've known her. Um, being a parent is something that I've always wanted to become. Um, and it's interesting because before we got married, Andrew and I were talking about how he never wanted to have children. Never. But for me, it's just a part of my DNA. And as I continue, I want to name that being a parent or the ability to become a parent um, is often a very sensitive and delicate subject. Uh, I want to take a moment to say that I'm sharing our story. We all have different experiences, and I acknowledge that this experience might be difficult to hear. It might be hard to relate to. Um, something society makes it so you can't fully escape this. Uh, I share this story because it brings a new understanding to the Jeremiah passage for me. It's an interpretation, not the interpretation. Although having a child is in my DNA, pregnancy was physically tough. Surprise, surprise. To get to know this little one, my body had to completely, completely change. The first trimester was full of your typical symptoms, nausea, exhaustion, food aversions, and anxiety that this will or will not happen. Because after all, I have a geriatric uterus. Thanks, medical community, for making women feel great. And at the same time, um, I really enjoyed being a science experiment. 
So I got to research on what was going on because it really felt like I had no idea what was going on and then trying to read about what was going on and put those two pieces together. Uh, it's, again, it's wild. In the second trimester, I got some of my energy back and I started feeling her little, her little kicks. It was like little popcorn, little popcorn pops that became bigger popcorn pops after a while. Um, and as we got closer to the third trimester, I could really feel her wiggling and moving around. Third trimester, nausea returned, fatigue came roaring back. I only ate just specific, simple carbs. <laughs> I had Braxton Hicks contractions almost constantly and oh my God, the swelling, the swelling from just your feet to your ankles to your whole lower body was unbelievable. Um, my feet like disappeared. And although growing, this growing uncomfortability and anxiety of actually having a child in mid-December, um, I was still experiencing this intangible physical connection developing between Maisie and myself. God speaks in verse five in this passage, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. And yeah, I understand this in a new way. And I like the concept of God being a woman in this respect. Um, it's, a, it's a knowledge that moves from here, which I know this community is very good at, and I rely on this sort of head knowledge to this embodied knowledge, something that you know deep in your core, your, your inner being, it is a part of you. And I am the only person to have this really unique connection with my daughter. From here, things only became more physically complicated. Um, I had a preeclampsia diagnosis and our Christmas baby turned into a Thanksgiving induction baby. The induction didn't take, high blood pressure created new complications, including a broken nose. I was strongly advised to have a C-section to avoid dangerous complications for myself and Maisie. The doctors feared an aneurysm leading to an emergency CT scan. And Maisie spent her first 18 hours in the NICU. Throughout all this pain, trauma, and heartbreak that we experienced, I was with Maisie and she was with me. I knew her and somehow through this innate core connection, I knew she would be healthy, that she would return to me from the NICU. She would go home with Andrew and I. She would be safe. She would be our beautiful, loved child. I made her and I instilled this strength in her. And we did bring her home. And I can't imagine life without her because I have known her longer than she's been present on earth. I have known her for so long because she's a part of me. She's a part of my DNA. I've always known her and I've wanted her to be here. So when God says, Jeremiah, I know you, God names this embodied knowledge. And I think I'm starting to understand that a little bit more and to understand the concept barely 
that God loves us in this way. We might not hear God's voice, or sometimes we don't quite read the signs or speak God's language. And God is with us through the pain, trauma, heartbreak, love, hope, and this indescribable. And when you see a newborn, so pure and so beautiful, you know, you know that we're made for goodness. And we are known deep in our core, our inner being, that we are beloved children of God. So go rooted in this knowledge. Go rooted in this knowledge that is based here, more than up here. As much as we try to understand it up here, sometimes you just have to feel this knowledge instead. Know that you're connected to God, this community, and creation. Amen. Thank you so much, Ashley and Andrew. This, our theme this month has been on resilience. And uh, so we're, Barbara and I and uh, Jeff and Roth are gonna uh, have do a song called Resilient. Uh, but it's also a prayer for both of you in this next season of your life that you would find that resilience at your core.
I'll show up at the table 